It's a Victor Oladipo-focused podcast today as Miami moves to within a game of the Eastern Conference Finals with a win over Philly on Tuesday. Oladipo plays a role in that victory. We're going to talk about the game itself, how he has really helped the Heat uh, during this series and the playoffs as a whole, and then look to the future and what this offseason may hold for him after he's kind of proven to be a capable NBA player again. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, May 11th. This, as always, is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for every IUF whether it's news, whether it's analysis, whether it's pros or college, as we'll talk about today with Oladipo, as well as some Trace Jackson Davis news. He is going to be officially uh, taking part in the Combine. Uh, we have you covered with everything IU related. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day today. More specifically, your first listen every single day. Just a reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Premiere the episodes there at 7 a.m. You can join in on the conversation, a community over there that is rapidly growing. As I said, it's an all Victor Oladipo episode today uh, as really as we really kind of take stock of what he's done uh, this postseason and what it's going to mean for him going into an offseason where uh, he could be set for a big payday that... Uh, possibly he and and others thought might not come again. So plenty to discuss with his continued uh, big performances in the playoffs. As always, though, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcast app. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. You would have seen the Trace Jackson Davis news earlier in the day. You can follow us at LO underscore Hoosiers. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Rude as well. The Heat won big in game uh, five, excuse me, on Tuesday. It was a route, and it was one that got pretty ugly by the end of it. They win 120 to 85. That coming despite Kyle Lowry not playing once again for Miami. Oladipo did not start in his absence, though he did play a role in the contest. Um, not necessarily a big one, but that had more to do with the score in the second half, how quickly it got out of hand. Um, so ultimately, Vic only plays 18 minutes in the game, but does go 5 of 10 from the field. Knocked down one of his four three-pointers for 13 points, uh, three rebounds, three assists, and a couple of steals. Uh, there were seven players in double figures for Miami on the night. This was an absolute thorough beatdown. Philly looks gassed. They look tired. Uh, Joel Embiid is dealing with about like 457 injuries right now. Uh, And, I mean, all credit to him for gutting it out, but he looks like somebody dealing with about 457 injuries. Uh, He can only do so much. He was 7-12, 17 points and 5 rebounds. James Harden is in peak playoff James Harden mode, 14 points on 13 shots for him. And 
As a result, Philly looks kind of they look really tired. They look they look bad if I'm being honest. Now, going back home is always going to help you, but if this game go, or if this series goes 7 games, then uh it's back in Miami and if tonight's any indication, Philly doesn't have a whole lot of fight left in them on the road. But as I said, Kyle Lowry out again with that hamstring injury. Gabe Vincent started in his place, played 28 minutes, but uh, Oladipo certainly played a big role in the contest. Uh, Jimmy Butler, again, absolutely incredible. 23 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists in 35 minutes in the victory. Um, This Miami team is really clicking on all cylinders. I still find it remarkably odd that Duncan Robinson is not playing, but he played 13 minutes on uh, Tuesday. Again, a lot of that probably or was because of it being a blowout and he got in. Uh, but still, I mean, he played some minutes. Uh, this is a guy that was a huge piece of this team the last couple seasons. Duncan Robinson played five minutes in the first half uh, and then played uh, eight minutes in the second half. That is a reason why Vic's minutes are lower. Uh, we talked about it. If Duncan Robinson was going to get minutes, it was probably going to be at the cost of Victor Oladipo. Uh, Miami just kind of has too many good guards right now, if we're being honest. So um, in a sense, it was good specifically for more playing time for Oladipo that Lowry was out. But if we're wanting Vic to get a ring and, win a title they need Lowry on the court so these the playoffs are so matchup based that it it depends series to series how much someone will play it's going to depend um on Lowry's availability as well because it seems like this is a hamstring injury that's going to continue to plague him now we keep talking about the impact Oladipo has made on this team uh during this series he started to play toward the end of the Hawks series what specifically, though? We keep alluding to it. We'll take a look at some stats, um, uh, a, a little bit deeper of a dive at, at what he's done defensively and what he's brought to this uh, Heat team to really help them um, not be too hurt by losing Lowry for what is effectively most of this series and a good chunk of these playoffs so far. Before we dive into, into any of that, Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bag. Throw them in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so that you are fueled up for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars is that they are covered in 100% real chocolate. They taste absolutely amazing. Built Bar focuses on making these uh, their bars taste good, and then they figure out how to make them healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they always pull it off. The result is a whole bunch of amazing flavors uh, with the Built Bars and the Puffs both. Banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, chocolate salted caramel, uh, cookies and cream, whatever it is. Uh, if there's a flavor that you're craving... Odds are Built Bar has it or has had it at some point with their limited time flavors as well. So head on over to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order today. Find the flavor that is right for you. 
That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board. Uh, host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and the author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look at the NBA Draft, mock draft, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Speaking of the draft, as I mentioned earlier, Trace was officially announced as a I guess, a participant in the NBA Draft Combine. It was reported last week, or I believe it was reported over the weekend, but this was known, basically, that he was going to take part in it. Uh, It's a great opportunity for him. It means he's going to be in front of teams, in front of GMs and scouts at the Combine. He'll be able to interview with teams. Uh, He'll be able to, uh, most likely, as we discussed, scrimmage in front of teams. Uh, We talked about a lot of that on Monday's episode, if you guys want to hear more about that. We talked about Trace Jackson Davis as a prospect in general on uh, last Friday's episode with Mark Schindler. So plenty of Trace stuff to to, um, for you guys to listen to. We're going to cover it next week when he's at the Draft Combine as well, but exciting for him. Uh, Sounds like there could be some workouts with teams as well coming in the near future. I know the Lakers, for example, kicked off their draft workouts on Tuesday. They're a team that likes to cast a really wide net. Uh, They could be a team that uh, brings him in for a workout. There's going to be a team certainly interested in him. So uh, next week and uh, potentially even this week is really going to kick off kind of the the pre-draft phase for Trace. Let's jump back to Victor over in Miami. And we, as I said... There's been a lot of talk uh, from myself, from others, just about the impact he's having on this team. And it's hard to quantify at times. If you've watched Miami, it just, some of it is luck a bit. Some of it is, um, um, I mean, some of it is Victor's skill, but it seems like when he gets on the court, Miami just plays better. Like, I know it's not scientific, but... Um, it just seems like the ball moves. There's defensive stops. He's able to rebound and go. And go. He's someone that uh, is a confident player, someone that the team trusts, despite not playing for a good chunk of the regular season, almost all of it. And so he's able to kind of, I don't want to say fit in seamlessly because there's still uh, moments where you can tell he hasn't played with these guys and he doesn't exactly know where to be, but Uh, There's a confidence level the team has in him right away. If you look at net rating, uh, which um, for those that don't know, is just kind of a measurement of how much better you are or a team is uh, per 100% possessions when a player's on the court. It's used more for NBA. There's some places that have it for college, but uh, it's really hard to track all the college uh, possessions, basically. But when you look at net rating, Over the last seven games, once Victor got into the rotation in that Atlanta series and has played uh, played the last two games of that, played the first um, five games of this series. So the last seven games, Vic has a net rating of plus 7.2. 
which is fifth among guys who have played in each of those seven games. Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, P.J. Tucker, Bam are the only ones that rank higher than him. Uh, Jimmy Butler's only played six games. Dwayne Dedman's only played six games. Both those guys are up there. Um, I mean, the the general gist of it is that Miami is playing really well right now and just blowing teams out. It's a small sample size of only seven games, uh, and two of those were Atlanta games where um, they won handily, but they won them without Lowry and won them without Jimmy Butler as well. So Vic had a big role in that one, but uh, the the Heat have an offensive rating of 109.3 uh, when he is on the court, which uh, middle of the road overall, but in uh, de- defensively it's 102.1, which again, kind of middle of the road. But what he's done defensively for this Heat team has been really important because Kyle Lowry is a very smart veteran player, a, a solid defensive player, and he's a point-of-attack defensive player. And without him, uh, typically the Heat didn't really have anybody to fill in that hole. Vic has done a really great job being a point-of-attack defender. Uh, He's also given the team someone who can create their own shot. Um, Jimmy Butler can do it, but a lot of the other guys, I mean, we've talked about Duncan Robinson. Uh, He's a great shooter, but he's someone that needs to come off screens or be in a spot-up situation to be effective. Max Struess is kind of the same way. P.J. Tucker is certainly that. Bam isn't really somebody that you can throw the ball into the block and have him get his buckets. Um, There's a little more shot creation there, but not a lot. Vic is able to create shots, whether for himself, whether for teammates, and that's something this team lacked without Kyle Lowry as well. So, uh, this was a gamble that the Heat made when they signed Vic. They signed him knowing he was going to miss a big chunk of this season with that quad injury and rehabbing it. But the idea was that once he gets back, if he can find his old form, he's going to be a uh, a, a weapon, a, a contributor for this team. And that's exactly what he's become. And I doubt they expected it to come without Lowry, but in, in most situations, Kyle Lowry is probably their third best player behind Jimmy and Bam. In most situations where you lose your third best player against uh, a Joel Embiid who was a, a front runner for the MVP, him or Nikola Jokic, there's a lot of situations where this goes really badly. Victor Oladipo has come in, not just help him plug that hole, but he's performed really well and given them a boost, if nothing else. And uh, they don't win that last game in the Hawks series, for example, without Oladipo, who really stepped up when Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry went down. That afforded the team some extra rest. You don't have to play a, another game in that series. And then you look at this one, Miami's up 3-2 in the series. Uh, Vic played a, uh, has played a big role in that. And Um, If they finish off the Sixers and Philly, uh, I would imagine Vic's going to have a a big say in that one as well. But what does this mean for Victor's future? I know we're in the middle of the playoffs, but someone asked me this question on Twitter tonight, and it's really interesting because this has been a pretty big uh, shift for him over the last, I mean, really couple of weeks. He wasn't playing a lot in the playoffs. At the very beginning. So let's we're going to take a look at what his next contract now 
could be and, and where he could go and, and things of that nature here in just a moment. Before we do that, uh, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and guys, it's really hard to find what you need for your car at a local auto parts chain store. Um, they never have all the parts stocked up. You're going to end up waiting in line, get to the counter. Guy's going to tell you they don't have what you need. He's going to have to order it. It'll be a couple days. That And that's not even talking about a dealership as well, where it's going to be marked up a ton as well. So skip all the middlemen, skip that markup, and just go to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. It saves you time. It saves you money. Why choose to spend those 30, 50, even 100% markups from for the same parts from a chain store, from a dealership? Head on over to rockauto.com today. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers. They always have reliably low prices for every customer. They have everything you guys could need, whether it's brake parts, whether it's tail lamps, uh, whether it's motor oil, even if you need more floorboards or, or new carpet. These guys have you covered. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com so kind of forecasting uh, past the playoffs, and we'll probably do this uh, in a bigger scale once the playoffs ends, once we get a sense of um, what Oladipo was able to contribute. But uh, we talked about Miami taking a gamble with Oladipo. They signed him to a minimum deal, but that means that he's an unrestricted free agent after this season. And it was a bit of a gamble for Victor in some ways, too to take a minimum deal, uh, though I would assume for someone rehabbing, and especially as long as he was going to, um, having somebody offer you a minimum, there probably weren't a lot of teams doing it. You can obviously talk about the money he turned down from the Pacers, uh, the extension there, and ultimately how costly that was, but nobody really could have predicted him to be as injured. He basically suffered uh, effectively the same injury again. So he's going to head into this offseason now with a very fascinating free agency ahead of him. Over the last two weeks, three weeks that he's played, he's shown to be a really effective player again. And he's shown to be somebody that can contribute at a really high level. But it's just been for two or three weeks. And that's going to be one of the biggest questions for him is, you need this guy to contribute for 82 games, and will he be able to do that? Is he someone that is now the third, fourth best player on a team, or is he someone that can lead your team again like he did with the Pacers? He was the guy on the Pacers. Is he still capable of doing that? Is he willing to take a role where he's the second or third option on a team? What's he kind of looking for in that regard? The, the thought was with Miami is you sign him on this minimum deal. Uh, this offseason, they would have his early bird rights, which means they would be able to go over the cap and offer him a contract to retain him if they wanted to. But I'm not sure how much interest 
Vic would have in that because between Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, uh, that's six guards he's competing for time with. Does he want to stay in Miami? It seems like he has really he has really liked the Heat culture. Miami's been a place he's wanted to go, but is that somewhere he wants to stay and compete like that for playing time? Maybe. I'm not sure what Victor prefers, but he's going to have teams out there that are going to be interested in him uh, as a free agent. Right now, it's really hard to kind of guess what type of contract he's going to get. There aren't a lot of teams that are going to have cap space this upcoming season. Um, There are only five teams. Orlando Magic, he's not going back to Orlando. Detroit Pistons, he's not going there. They have Cade Cunningham. The Pacers, I don't think that's going to happen. They have Tyrese Halliburton now. The Spurs would be interesting because they don't really have – they have DeJounte Murray. Uh, Oladipo could theoretically fit. I don't know how much money they want to commit to a 30-year-old guard coming off multiple injuries when they seem to be rebuilding a little bit. Portland as well is a rebuilding team. They uh, presumably will retain Anthony Simons, uh, and they're going to want the ball in his hands. So once you get past that, Oklahoma City will probably be able to conjure up the cap space for it. But again, Shea Gilgis Alexander and all the young pieces they they have there, they're going to want the ball in their hands. So then you're going to start looking at teams that could offer the mid-level exception, which is going to be in the neighborhood of about $10 million each year. Um, what teams are going to be able to offer that, who he might have interest in. Maybe if that's the case, he wants to stay in Miami. Maybe he goes somewhere where he's able to play a bigger role. It's going to be interesting to see. Right now, it's hard to tell who's all going to have that mid-level exception. It depends on um, a lot of things with luxury tax, with how much cap space you have. Um, but there would be teams interested in him, um, again, depending on the role he wants to play. Philly, potentially, depending on what they do in this offseason, they could be uh, in play to offer that, and he would fit in there. Uh, he would be able to play point guard. Um, he's playing alongside Harden would be interesting, and they have Tyrese Maxey. Um, Theoretically, he would fit, but it's going to be a bit of a an interesting offseason for him. Um, the Lakers, if they're able to move Russell Westbrook and not take on a lot of money, they would have a mid-level exception. Seeing him play with LeBron and Anthony Davis would be fun. Uh, it, it's going to depend on how teams maneuver in the offseason, but if I had to guess right now, his market's probably going to be right around that middle mid-level exception. About $10 million a year, maybe a two-year deal with a, a player option for year three. So he's looking somewhere between 20 and $30 million, which, again, when you compare it to the deal he turned down with the, the Pacers who were offering him, uh, I want to say in the neighborhood of $80 million. Um, no, excuse me. It was much more than that. It was 25, 20 to $25 million over four years. So... $110 million. Obviously, that's a, a pretty big hit he took there, but there is going to be a market for him. And if you would have told me that 
three, four, five months ago when he wasn't even playing, I'd have been surprised. So I think there'll be a market for him. It's going to be a matter of what role he wants to take and what teams are going to have um, the mid-level to offer him. But that's down the road. Hopefully his offseason will uh, be preceded with an NBA title. The Heat are a game away from moving into the Western Conference Finals. Uh, they're going to go back to Philly. That's going to be a tough game because Miami hasn't played great in Philly, but that game will come on Thursday, seven o'clock on ESPN. So Friday show, we will talk at least a little bit about Vic, depending on how things play out and and what, um, role he has in that contest. Thanks again, guys, for making locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. What I can also tell you is that we're going to be back uh, with you the rest of this week talking about potential breakout players over this summer uh, who can take the biggest steps forward uh, in the offseason for both the men's and women's basketball teams over the next two episodes. So we're going to wrap up the week with that. Be sure to tune in to those. Now, make your second listen, Locked on Big Ten. Uh, I'll be on there on Thursday, tomorrow's episode. We'll be talking women's basketball there as well. Appreciate the feedback and conversation. Uh, I want this to be with you guys, whether it's in the YouTube comments, whether it's on Twitter, leaving reviews, whatever it is. I read those. Uh, I try to implement things into the show that you guys want to see or hear, depending on if you're watching or listening to us. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Helps us out a ton, as does rating and reviewing it. But most importantly, guys, have a tremendous Wednesday in LEO.